For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Kingdom of Pod. Jeff Case here on the Believe Podcast Network, brought to you by Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Here I am in Flower Mound, Texas. There you are, all over the internet, wherever you're downloading this podcast. I appreciate it. Please rate, review it, pass it along. It's a weekly edition of what's going on with Boise State football. And right now, of course, the breaking news all about Boise State changing their home schedule. Comments on that. Plus, the situation with the athletic department staff getting rounded out. Brad LaRondo's replacement coming on board, changes in the ticket office, and some changes coming for the future of Boise State. But the news that just cleared has all to do with getting more money into the athletic department. Let, let's start and stop right there. This is news to those who like to follow the business side of an athletic department. I understand that the majority of fans... Uh, don't come into this uh, wanting to follow that kind of news pattern. It's understandable. Uh, I've never approached it that way. I've always felt that it was more interesting to me. So I'm sure on some level I am not um, a fan of other kinds of news that I find repetitive, monotonous, and and really not much in, to inform me. And news like this uh, feeds a different side of what my interests lie, and, and that has to do in part with how business is done and who's doing the business, and how they do it, and how they choose to do business. And, and this is definitely a statement in how they're trying to create revenue at Boise State based on uh, what they have in front of them. You have to take a realistic look at this athletic department, in my opinion. You have a changing of the guard, uh, not only in your head football coach, uh, but also in Brad LaRondo's position, and Kurt Apsey uh, and his position. And these were you know, three critical people, and the approach that they took to the uh, people that they uh, wanted to donate to the school uh, was different. The scheduling approach was different. And now you have a new athletic director, a new president, not as new as it once was with Dr. Trump, but a new head football coach, and really no uh, continuity at all in your fundraising department with Brad LaRondo for the first time in 20-some-odd years out of there. So this is a lot of transition, and when you're in a situation where you're trying to stay afloat financially, let alone get ahead, and I believe the Boise State's athletic department are trying to uh, stay afloat, and I, and I don't mean they're going to go bankrupt. I just mean they're trying to stay competitive with what they've created to keep up with the commitments that they've already made to scholarships and to feeding the debt on the stickle and feeding the debt on the blameire and the cost of a full cost of attendance of going to school and all the food and all the extra things that they're providing these these athletes now that they hadn't been providing say 10 years ago and they're just keeping up with it and the costs continue to escalate on them and the revenues don't uh, appropriately uh, increase and so if you're a new athletic director and you've just gotten into hiring your 
fundraising people, and I'll get into that in a couple of minutes, um, you got to go to some easy and sort of low-hanging fruit, some easy transactions, and some things that are under your control for immediate income. And that usually means TV and scheduling, because there's not many other things that an AD can control on the revenue side of things that he can with a couple of strokes of the pen, change the projections of some things. And that's what football scheduling can do. And that's what the decision uh, was made. And and that was the reason uh, that you've seen some of these changes. And I'll get into that. And just a reminder, though, in the meantime, the NBA Finals are coming up. The Stanley Cup is on. If you want to bet on it, go to Bet Online. You can also get the matchup information, the prop bets, the futures. Bet Online has all the odds, the news, the information, anything to make your online sports uh, betting experience better. Uh, check out the website, or you could just go on your mobile device. And then if you do it, you can receive and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the, the tip off, the face off, or the pitch, get over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online your online sportsbook experts. The bottom line, out of all these football scheduling changes, and then we'll get to the personnel changes for the athletic department, you know, Boise State scheduled a pair of games at the University of Washington. Two one-and-dones in 23 and 29. Nothing in return. At the same time, Michigan State and Boise State have both mutually agreed to cancel their home-and-home schedule. So now... Michigan State, which was coming to Boise in 2022, is not. And Boise State is not going back to East Lansing in 2023. So Michigan State instead is going to be traveling to Seattle, by the way, to play the University of Washington. So I I don't know if Boise State, you know, said to University of Washington, hey, how'd you like to play Michigan State uh, coming up in uh, 2022? And... uh, We'll, we'll also come to your place twice. You don't have to come to ours. <laughs> That's stupid. It doesn't even look great. Um, you know, Backing off that home game to Michigan State in 2022, I'm sure, was extremely painful. Uh, but the net $3.1 million that they're bringing in with the changes that they've made wasn't. And that's something that they can control. That's something that immediately Jeremiah Dickey can say, we now have $3 more million in the next X amount of years that we didn't have before. He woke up without it. He'll go to sleep with it. You start making changes in your budgets immediately based on these things. Those are things under his control. Now, is it in the best interest of the program? Two answers. Is it in the best interest of the program short-term? Is it in the best interest of the program long-term? What's your plan to get to that long-term? How long will it take you to get there? And do you have the tools in place uh, to do that? And are you committed to making that happen as well? Is this a long-term play for you to get to that level? Do you see the level of support around you? I maintain that until there's significant changes coming around, they've got to think short-term because the long-term is going to take a different approach than where they're at now. And I'm starting with Dr. Chomp and going down the line. Uh, there, There is this difficult transitional period for group of five schools, although they're getting some help from the CFP, and that will be nice down the road. Uh, in the meantime, financially with COVID, uh, they're scrambling to recover in a lower resource state. And for all those that are saying, and I totally hear you and understand, with all these people coming in from California, for example, buying 
$500,000 homes for $1 million. We need to get to them and ask them to give money to our program. It doesn't work that way. Do you think those people move from California to Boise just so they can give money to the Boise State football program for a program they don't even follow? They didn't move to Boise, Idaho for college football. <laughs> that probably wasn't even on their list. They moved to Boise, Idaho for cost of living and biking and hiking and so many other reasons. And it's not as, as easy to do that. They also went to school places, uh, other places, more than likely. And it's just not as easy as that. I think it's nice to say, but it isn't easy to get done. And with this stroke of the pen, they did get it done. But does it hurt in the short term that you're not going to have Michigan State coming in? Yes. The $3 million makes that painful uh, a lot less painful. But in the long term, canceling games like Michigan State out of your stadium is not good to me. That doesn't help build uh, where you're coming from. If you had more money coming in from different directions, you wouldn't have to do things like this. Not only did that happen, but they have to also bring in uh, Tennessee Martin. So you trade in Michigan State for Tennessee Martin, and you still have Tennessee Martin and BYU as your non-conference home games. You move Oregon State out of 2023 at Albertson Stadium, and you add North Dakota. In the long term, these kinds of moves push people away from season tickets. They push people away from you know just sitting at home, you know, from going and just sitting at home and watching it. And that's not necessarily in your long-term interest because ticket sales, I think, is the, what the athletic department is saying is the key to financial solvency. And by adding Tennessee Martin in North Dakota, I think that's contra, uh, counterculture to that. Uh, they did it for the $3 million, not because they think they can sell out those two football games. Maybe they have other plans of selling it out at a dollar or giving away tickets to corporate sponsors and selling corporate sponsorships and then having those tickets donated to certain causes, which is all possible and plausible. I don't know. Uh, but fans won't get hung up in all that stuff. I just think fans will sit there and say, Michigan State's not coming. We're going to Seattle twice, and they're not coming to us. I can't afford to go to Seattle. And I've got uh, Oregon State moving out, and I've got North Dakota moving in, and I've got Michigan State moving out, and I've got UT Martin coming in. What's in it for me? <laughs> and the explanation has to come down to what the $3 million does for you. It takes pressure off of them having to hammer you for all kinds of price increases in the stadium. And these are all very difficult things for them to explain uh, to anybody. Uh, it's a it's a tough time. I think it was tough before COVID, though. The pressure of keeping up with the budget requests from the football program um, specifically, and then the other programs just in general, uh, were happening on an annual basis, and they couldn't keep up with it in terms of what the market would support them with, with financial donations and whatever other ways they could raise money. It just was out of, out of, out of whack and uh, finally came to, I guess, a head, and they're trying to figure it out from here. Uh, I think it's a painful day for a fan. I do. Uh, painting it uh, with a brush that we're doing it for the money, uh, if you have more of an emotional commitment and understanding, uh, you may take it a little bit better, but uh, you, unless you have a tremendous relationship with these fans that are hurt by this news and you could explain it to them in a rational way 
that communicates to the level that they're at with the emotional payoff that they seek by going to their stadium to see these Power 5 teams come down to their knees and get beaten, you're, you're not going to convince them to feel good about this at all. And they'll just take the $3 million and say, do you know how long it would take me to raise $3 million at golf tournaments or barbecues or uh, bake sales? They, they know that answer. Way too long. Way too long. And the infrastructure is not in place. Now it's up to uh, Jeremiah Dickey to rebuild all that. But is this a, a losing day for the fan? 100% in the short term. In the long term, if they understood it better, it's what they've got to do probably. Now, the relationship between Andy Avalos and Jeremiah Dickey um, probably you know, was something that had to come under some scrutiny immediately between the two of those guys. Uh, but you know, losing Michigan State, adding a couple of Washington road games. If you're Andy Avalos, you're like, that's eight years from now or whatever. <laughs> you know, I, I uh, you know, he can't totally uh, lose sleep uh, over things like that. But he's got to go to Washington in a couple of years, so that is more important. The first of those two games, and losing, not playing Michigan State. Well, that's probably in his best interest on some level. So they, they've still had enough meat on the bone, I think, to make a play for the CFP if they go to an undefeated position. So it was probably what needed to happen. Uh, we'll talk about the guys that are going to make all this stuff happen in a second, but have you ever thought about why just four companies control about 80% of the meat consumed in the United States? Well, that's because the big food folks are crushing the little guys, and you can help change it if that's important to you, moinkbox.com. And did you know that 97% of the chickens – that are served in the U.S. are actually dipped in chlorine? <laughs> I didn't know that. They're not swimming in it either. Uh, and it's simple, really, because the big food folks, they don't have the same quality standards as those on the family farm. And that's why you need moinkbox.com if it's important. It's the best bacon, steak, chicken, best salmon you'll ever eat. Won't come from the grocery store. You'll find it on the family farm, and it's caught also by independent Alaska fishermen. So that's why you need moinkbox.com. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash believe right now, and I'll spell it for you. And if you're listening to this right now, you're going to get free bacon for a year with every box ordered. All right? That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but it's for a limited time. M-O-I-N-K, moink, box.com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V, to get that offer. Some of the changes in the Boise State Athletic Department were released in additions. So Jeremiah Dickey is now making moves to uh, get his staff put together. And so the announcement came out this last week that two critical hires were made. Uh, Cody Gougler is coming to Boise State as the Senior Associate AD for External Affairs. Jake Mankin is going to be the Associate AD for Ticket Sales and Operations. Specifically, you may see more of Gougler. Uh, he will be overseeing any fundraising, ticketing, marketing, communications, content creation that the school comes up with and also has to manage the Bronco Sports Properties relationship with Learfield IMG. So it's a big job. It's pretty important. It's uh, some of what Brad LaRondo did previously. If you were looking at, well, who's going to replace Brad LaRondo? I would say right now it's Cody. Uh, he is the guy that's replacing uh, Brad LaRondo in terms of some of the responsibilities and uh, he comes to to Boise State from Baylor. Um, uh, Mankin, he's going to be the ticket sales guy. And for the first time, 
Dickey is authorizing Boise State put a outward bound ticket sales team and go out and sell it like the Steelheads and the Hawks do. Sell it in groups, sell it in packages, sell it however you can sell it. And that's what he'll be doing. So when Gosler, uh, Gogler, by the way, was at Baylor, uh, he had direct oversight of their giving and ticketing. And it was a pretty important piece there, of course, you could imagine. And they pointed out in the press release that you know he'd been a part of some big uh, capital project naming rights uh, uh, things with seven and eight figure gift proposals. Uh, Mankin comes from Alabama where he was handling what they call outbound ticket sales. In other words, they're not going to wait for you to walk up to the box office. They're going to come out and ask you to buy tickets. <laughs> they're going to go to big companies and, and uh, not as many individuals. They're going to go to companies and looking for group sales. And uh, that's how they hope to probably make up that extra 5,000 in tickets that don't get sold for the UT Martin game or uh, you name the game against New Mexico. So that that's going to be a critical uh Peace for Boise State. It's something that they didn't think they could afford before, but now they are faced with you know having to afford it. Period. Uh, the big hire here is 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 Galgler. He's the the face. He's the guy that is going to be out there with Dickey raising money in the community from these new transplants from California, which I think is a pretty good relationship uh, there. You've got Dickey a transplant, Galgler a transplant, relatively young guys new to the community. Who better to go out and raise money from people new to this community than them? Of course, uh, their approach will be as or more important to me when they start approaching people who've got equity in the community, who have been there since wooden bleachers, you know, go back to people who built the stadium or, and their families and that legacy and the, the 25, 30, and 40, and 50-year season ticket holder and booster and people who've given money over their lifetime to Boise State Athletics. Uh, those relationships are going to be uh, different, and it'll depend on their approach. I mean, that's the bottom line. It'll depend on their approach. Now, you know, neither of those guys went to Baylor, uh, but they were raising money there, so uh, did it successfully. They had a lot of help, I'm, uh, I'm sure, at Baylor, more so than they're going to get here at Boise State, but these are names you're going to get to know. It's a, I, I, this is part of the Dickey team, and the fact that these guys uh, came from Baylor and Alabama is, is not by accident. You know, Jeremiah Dickey has to build with people that he feels comfortable with and has loyalty and does things a certain way. And these guys fit that bill for him. So uh, he's looking at guys who can go out and create revenue. And uh, that's what they're going to be doing. They're going to go out in group sales and they're going to go out uh, raising money with, with, with donors. It's not abnormal. It's done everywhere. So this is just how it is here would... You know, some people point out, and you could you point out that they have no local ties. They don't know anybody. They're not from here. They don't have any relationships in the community. Uh, maybe there were not enough people that applied with that type of background that were available to Dickie to choose from that had the kind of qualifications to get the job done for him. Um, that's entirely possible. This is how things are done. I mean, Andy brought in a lot of guys that he had met at Oregon to build out his football staff, and... When he ultimately gets his next job, he'll be packing them with him. <laughs> That's the business these guys are in. They are professionals in their chosen uh, fields of, of, uh, of work, and they're in collegiate sports. So I think for some, it's a, a matter of adjustment, and, and for others, it's, it's just evolution of where college athletics has gone as a, as a profession. So some big moves schedule-wise and with some personnel, some, some new people in town, I'm sure that you'll get to know. All right, that's this week's edition 
of the Bronco Football Podcast, the Kingdom of Pod here on the Believe Podcast Network, brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, not much more else happening for Boise State as they, I guess, get set to make some news once they get to Las Vegas for Mountain West Media Days. But in the meantime, rate, review, and pass it along. This, the Kingdom of Pod. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.